0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else.
2: Is everybody in?
3: Is everybody in?
1: Is everybody in?
2: The ceremony is about to begin.
0: On a Wednesday, Ben and Woods ninety seven three. The fam. thank you so much for being here, joining us, making us your choice in the morning. You have many options when you listen to the radio. We thank you. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindel, executive producer. Benjamin Higgins, Ben Higgins, Higgins. Sure. Yep. Ben Higg.
4: Hig. He he, he, he he Ben he he Higgins. If, the, if the G is really going to be kind of that H sound, like heel, yeah, then I'd be he he heehins.
0: Thought uh, People Magazine might have gotten it wrong yesterday when they did their normal or their uh, usual annual Sexiest Man Alive. Nothing against uh, Patrick Dempsey, but he was uh, named Sexiest Man Alive yesterday. People Magazine—it's quite an honor. I think I'd be pretty honored to. I feel like to get that
3: maybe ten or fifteen years ago that would have made a little more sense when he was not I, I, the... really heard from Patrick Dempsey. In a yeah, while. I
0: don't know what he's been up to. Has he been directing or I mean, or, you know I Grey's guess. anatomy
4: did did debut like eighteen years ago, right right He was in that correct He was uh, McDreamy, I mm-hmm. think uh-huh. What else has he been in? He was in Can't Buy Me Love. Great That's right. Movie. That's, I was thinking Can't Hurry Love, Can't Buy Me Love one was the, of the one that he was in. One of the
3: best. Is he in He's Just Not That Into You? Maybe. I think so. He's an actor,
4: as
0: you know. Uh, I don't know what he's been doing, though. But he was, uh, I think, a surprise choice to many. I will say, I'm looking at the the cover right now, and he's pretty darn sexy. He's 57 years old. It gives you hope. You know, I'm 48. It's like, man, if I look like that
4: at 57... Things are going pretty well in my life. I'd like to look that good. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Golden Bachelor's on, so there's definitely yeah. this, this uh, older is sexier thing going, for guys at least, which is great for us. I mean, we totally, we don't deserve it, but there is definitely a narrative out there that helps us, that yep. guys get sexier as they get older. Yep. And I don't know that it's really true, but we have we have perpetrated and perpetuated that narrative going forward as guys. And, uh, I mean, if you want to believe it, go ahead.
0: I was looking through. We were uh, in here this morning looking through some of the recent uh, you know, winners. And, yeah, Chris Evans. Paul Rudd was an interesting choice. But he's very nice and kind. And I think that makes him even, even sexier. Not that he's not attractive. He is. Michael B. Jordan, sexiest dude. John Legend is an interesting one to me. Um, I never found him sexy. It's cool. Idris Elba should pretty much just win every year. Blake Shelton may be the worst pick of all time. <laughs> of all God. time.
3: Where did that come from?
4: I have no earthly idea. I look at some of the older ones as being more questionable. Uh, Nick Nolte, I, I never saw it. <laughs> what year was that? 1979? That was in 1992. 92? Yeah. Okay. Um, for the Silver Fox crowd, uh, Sean Connery won in 1989. Ben also thinks that Johnny Depp is not a sexy. I do not man. think Johnny Depp is sexy. You were shocked that he his mustache wanted. seems very always creepy to me, and he's he just scares me a little bit. Well,
0: he's again, definitely I know I'm not be the scary. best judge of he's, such
4: things. He's but.
0: an edgy guy, but that's partly what makes him sexy. You keep picturing him as. <laughs> The guy from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, I do. No. That's not a sexy character. Picture him from the movie Blow. Like, he's sexy. He's a sexy, sexy man. If we were doing it in San Diego, you know, um, if we were doing it in San Diego, the sexiest radio guys, I think you've moved to the top now with the weight loss. Oh, thank you. And I think it it really makes sense.
4: I don't know that I necessarily agree with that statement. I think... I think sexiness is more of a state of mind. Obviously physically attractive, clearly, I'm up there. But in terms of like that <laughs> clearly, sexy can we just hang on. Will you isolate that? I think I, I, I just don't know second. that I I exude that sexy charm. I think you exude <laughs> the charm. Maybe Ben and Woods together, like your personality with my looks would be good. <laughs> I, I can't believe
3: that just what? happened.
4: I'm being humble, modest. My... I don't believe I deserve to be the sexiest man in San Diego. <clears throat> but video. you would understand it if you were.
0: Well, the most handsome? Is that what you what you would want? I mean,
4: I don't think I'd even win at this station. I think Tony Gwynn Jr. Oh. probably would win sexiest host at this station award. Fairly handling. Miles and miles. He's just cooler, oh, you know? He's cooler, he's sexier, he's got a better body. <laughs> All of it. Well, I mean... Shirtless, obviously, I'm not, it's not going to go well for me against Tony Gwynn Jr. But I, I'm better with clothes on. I would. I've never seen you with your clothes off, but I'm going to guess yeah. in the bathtub.
0: I didn't yeah. see anything <laughs> though. You were covered by bubbles, Calgon. I I would say. That even with the weight loss, with the close up, it's probably not great. Just because of our age. Right. It's just not great. No, it's not. It's not not tanned. It's not really toned. I mean, you know, half of it's tanned and then it's untanned. And then it's untanned. There's nothing less sexy than a
4: golfer's farmer tan. Nothing.
0: (laughs) When you get out out of the hot day and you get in the shower, there's an entire
4: country music song that's called She Thinks My Farmer's Tan is Sexy. That's an actual country music song. Yeah, he's an, a farmer though. <laughs> not a, he's not a, a, a farmer's golfer. tan and a golfer tan is essentially the same thing.
0: Yeah, uh, but anyway. Oh, there it is, right there. Just in case it actually happened. Thank I mean, you, I'm. Pauly. This Pauly is the is, San Diego. I don't remember issue. posing
4: for that uh, particular
0: shot. Yeah, but look I good. think I look pretty good, right? You look good. He put it on. It's on the YouTube YouTube feed. What is YouTube? <laughs> and uh, I think you tweeted as well, Paulie. Yeah, Ben
4: as. Uh, San Diego. I mean, looks pretty good right there. Yeah, you do. Clothes on, obviously. <laughs> now, I I don't do the grooming, the modern grooming necessary, probably to. Well, we do just, like a, a shirtless photo shoot. We just heard about the uh,
0: almond-sized nugget of earwax that came out of your ear. <laughs> so yeah, what is the rest of you? Lo- Where are the rest of your <laughs> orifices <laughs> containing that we uh, that we don't know?
4: So I mean, you know, I'm not. I haven't ever been a. A big, what do they call it? Manscaping guy. <laughs> I'm kind of afraid of it, really. I don't want to do any damage. You won't. <laughs> you won't. I don't know any techniques or anything. I'm not going to. G- hang on, do you go, do you, hang I mean, on. Hang I, on, hang on. Would hang you go on. to a place for that? Would have you ever gone to a place for that? For manscaping yeah. my man parts? Yeah. No, I just no. do it at home. You do it at home.
0: I did a uh, one have time. You, have, have
4: you ever? No. Never. No, Not once. Never manscaped. No. I mean, I'm not a super hairy guy to begin with, but I would be scared to start, you know, whacking away at places that, you know, are sensitive.
3: I think I need to time out.
4: I can't be the only one who's thinking this out there.
0: Yeah, you and every guy at the YMCA where I work out—that's seventy-five years old. I've never seen more brain in my life than at that place. And I go there, and i like, I don't get it. You hit a certain age, and you're like, A, I'm not going to groom anything, and B, I'm just going to walk around nude in the entire locker well, room. I don't
4: do that. I'm very modest. Oh. I always, you know, keep towels on and like to be modest. You got to shave it down, man. You
0: got you mm. to. You asked me if i 've ever gone to a bit once where they did um they did my nose hair with wax,
3: oh, ow. and they
0: pull it out oh. we did it on the air it hurt like a mud. Oh, Yeah. and then they did did they do ear hair as well I think they did put the wax in, and they yank it out real quick and I, I have great great uh appreciation for the the women folk out there that will go and get lasered and Brazilian and all of that, and I'm like... It's, bush, 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 it's appreciated. bush, 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 It's very, very appreciated uh, on my end. I couldn't go in there and, you know, throw the legs up and be like, all how right, <laughs> about it.
4: But, but I, can you even reach down there to do it yourself? Yeah, 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 you have to, You can. You know, you like
0: your power stance on the news? Uh-huh. Do that. Okay. Get the Manscaper thing. Right. And just, <sighs>
4: like, you know, like you really power ride stance. and then... yeah. Because I'm not very flexible. I'm, That's also true. I have true. short arms, too. Ask so. one of your kids to do it for you. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, 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 what the women do to keep themselves in, in that you know, um, in the, that shape, I guess, is... But they, is, they have
4: places that they oh, go to. Yeah,
0: I mean, there are people out there listening right now that are like, yeah, I'm, I'm pulling into the office right now, and I have 14 Brazilians I have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. So, I, I, hey, it's appreciated on my end. I get, can tell you that right now.
3: Somebody said get Ben a brosillion.
0: Yeah, one of, a brosillion. They do those. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure they do. I smell a bit idea.
3: We'll do Ooh. it live on
0: the air for the extravaganza. <laughs> yes. You thought last year was bad.
3: <laughs> Ben's going to get waxed. Ben's going to be begging for the olive garden and the gimp mask. Wow.
0: Well, I mean, you look good in that picture. I did. On, on
4: I did. I mean, sexiest man. I think Paul might have put me on Patrick Dempsey's bottom, Yeah, you know, my head. But my head worked with Patrick Dempsey's rest of him. You, look, so. you
0: look great. you. Look you look great. I, I love... Somebody... This I meant to bring this up. Paulie said there's a guy... I don't go on Facebook. I haven't been on Facebook in five years. Paulie said there's a guy that hates me and him specifically. Loves you, which is fine. It happens. Everyone has their own... It's a Ben fan. There's a Ben fan. <laughs> yeah. Like that... Elderly, yeah. Guy I'm a Ben fan. <laughs> Hello, I'm a Ben fan. Great, so am I. I'm a huge Ben fan. <laughs> Thank you. It doesn't. I'm uh, a Woods fan. I don't. Yeah, I, don't hey, a Paul fan. Yeah, I don't. I don't take it personally. <laughs> that said, there was a guy. It really bummed me out. He said, "Ben, you look great. I'm sure Woods and Paul are furious that you've lost the weight."
2: And, and it's they're not. Haters. They're
0: that's not the case. At all. I'm happy for you because no, everybody's on their own journey. They want to be you know, fit or whatever, and we're all, you know, doing our best to get there. It's hard. It's hard with this job. It's hard in life. It's hard with two kids. It's hard with all the things we have going on. I wouldn't begrudge. I'd be a really crappy friend if I was like, hey, Ben, I brought you. um, Try this. I made this for you. Like, if I was trying to fatten him up a little bit, I think it's phenomenal. You have a trainer now. Here's the deal. I want you to live a long time so that we can continue to do the show. And then I can ride off into the sunset. Hopefully more physically fit than I
4: am You're right now. You're not scouting your next future partner not for the bit. radio. Not a bit. Not a bit.
0: I was uh, three years ago. I will say I was worried about your health. Now, I'm not worried about your <laughs> Thank health. You. I was. I had mental plans of, like, my man works 18 hours a day. He's not taking care of himself. He may drop dead. <laughs> what are we going to do? Yeah. Sle- I ha- sleeping more.
4: Sleeping more. Yeah, I'm
0: feeling good right now. It's That's Things great. And so that guy, what's his name? John? I don't even remember. John, buddy, you have the wrong idea about who we are as people and as friends. We support each other through thick and thin. Ben used to be thicker. He's now thin. I support you when you were thick, and I support
4: you now that you're thin. <laughs> was I ever a thick T H I C C No. That no. Was never, thick, that's right? a good no, thick. That was bad. It was T H I C K. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. More than Husky. Yeah. Not not th- quite portly, but mm,
0: maybe portly. Really? I've Was seen some old, old pictures of us that we look yeah. at. I uh, actually I think I've put on weight since we started the show. But, hey, man, two kids. I, I don't feel bad about it at all. Um, but, no, we, we support you, John. You're way off base. You're creating a narrative and, and drama that just doesn't exist. I'm very happy for Ben. Right? And I think uh, what you've done is great. I would vote for you for Sexiest Man on San Diego Radio today i will take your vote happily yep. thank you i know you will <laughs> congrats ah. to uh, patrick dempsey though very very
4: attractive guy gives you something to but also, shoot like, for
3: maybe pick up a manscaped. yeah also
4: maybe manscape <laughs> well now you know what to get me for christmas <laughs> absolutely right all right, we'll take a little time out. We got Will Venable coming up at the bottom of the hour. Looking forward to that. Green Day tickets to give away as well. Uh, we're at the middle of a week. It was a very quiet Tuesday. We're still waiting to hear on news from uh, the Padres. Their managerial search. What's going on at the uh, general managers meetings in Scottsdale? All of that coming up after a check of traffic here on 973 three. The fam.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm alive
4: I see on the chat, and I saw yesterday on some social media channels, that a number of Padres season ticket members had the option this week of changing seat locations at Petco Park. People were saying, yeah, I moved over a section, or I got onto an aisle. Very exciting move. And I wondered... 'Cause you guys have been season ticket members. We have. Uh my, my dad uh has been a season ticket, half season ticket member for my like my entire life. They have, I think, I love their location where where his seats are. They're
0: great seats.
4: They're uh it's in the Toyota Terrace just to the left of the of the well at the bottom, so in the middle where like the you know, like the suites, the Petco suites, and the owner suite in the middle are. And they're right above that. And that little tiny triangle section yep. gets a lot of foul balls. It's only like a sliver of a section. But I love sitting it's there. It's actually I think right that's, in
0: front of the Odyssey suite. It is right yeah. in
4: front of the Odyssey suite, but it's not in a suite. I caught a it's just foul ball there. sitting in those seats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what are your guys' favorite seats, like at Petco Park? People who are looking to move or upgrade or move around for next season. We had right field
0: line year one. Pauly and I did. I think I went like to one
3: twenty one,
0: I, I think. I think I sat in the seats like once. Uh the heat. It was too hot. Uh, it was we were yeah. roasting in the sun.
3: So then we moved way far left. Basically the exact same spot in left field. In left field. It was in the shade. Like if you watch like along the baseline, like the the wall that goes along the side there, yeah. it starts to like turn and go up. That was right where we were in that little section yep. by the foul pole, and we moved over to the left field. Side.
4: See, I agree with you 100. percent I'd rather be in the shade, but like Shelly, she likes the sun. She I likes cannot, being warm. She hates being cold. So, yeah, cannot, that can be a kind of a difficult argument there.
3: Our package is Wednesday, which are almost always day games. Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Sundays are always day games outside of a Sunday night baseball. So we were in the sun for a lot of those games. I gave we mine like, away
0: or I walked to another shaded part. I, I can't sit and roast uh, and I know it's like bro it's 75 degrees. That's <laughs> hot for me now. I'm old. I don't like to roast in sun that my skin looks like a saddlebag as it is. <laughs> so, yeah, uh I liked the the left field ones uh, more. The best seats in You're the on house. The
3: side there. I
0: mean, like for me, it's always the closer the better. <laughs>
4: like the closer I can get to the field, the better. Is that always true? For me, it is. At can, least can with baseball, you sometimes be? I mean, it's very close. It's very cool to sit down close, but you don't always have the best view perspective of everything. You have to be a little further back. I Satin, like uh, the, the Toyota Terrace level for perspective on the game. Sitting in the home plate set seats, the fancy ones are is
0: pretty amazing. Uh, everybody should get a chance to do that at some point in their lives. If it, it, it's unbelievable, but you can hear like i could hear like whoop, i could hear the fastball like i could hear the strike call uh it's pretty pretty electric and there's some you know you're blocked a little bit from a couple of things but you're when you're field level basically
4: looking the same height as the rest of the guys it
0: is it's it's a, a great experience it,
4: i will also say that when it comes to a little outside of the baseball I love sitting way up high where you can kind of see out of Petco Park and the views of San Diego. I love the top up there. Shelly hates it. She's got kind of the Hannah has like vertigo, vertigo fear yeah. of heights. She doesn't like to go up to the steeper levels. But I love going to the top and just kind of taking in the day, especially if it's not a great game for whatever reason. It's like I move up and back and just enjoy San Diego from up top at Petco Park. I mean,
3: every seat is expensive now doesn't matter yeah. if you're the top of the right field bleachers or down the line or whatever like it's expensive realistically like it's not realistic for me to get the home plate premier lexus club no. or whatever uh realistic spots i like the first baseline probably like in line with first base yeah, or the first base coach sick. i like seeing the scoreboard i like seeing the into the city uh you can see the planes landing great sunset if it's a night game and I like you know midway up the section twenty twentieth row or something.
0: Honestly though, I've sat, we sat we got the chance to sit in the owner's seats that are right on deck uh, one time. It was amazing. It was an amazing experience. Uh, but the you're
3: like five feet from the manager.
4: Bro, you're who's sitting the, up on the the manager stairs. actually
0: behind you. He's behind which is yeah. weird. He's like looking over course, your shoulder. You a better at the game.
3: a better view than the manager. But Manny
0: was like on deck and he's like right there, and you're like, oh hello, I see those. I see that cake, right? And uh, but the best seats I ever sat in were out in right center, uh, the beach area. What's it called? The the, the Cutwater. Cut what Well, there's like oh, the, Cutwater
4: Cove, or the whatever line. it is. I, I yeah. sat
0: right on the wall. Remember, Mookie went up for that ball. Yeah. Everyone was yelling at me that I should have got you know gotten his way. <laughs> it was incredible. The Whiskey deck, Templeton deck, fun, there too. It was unbelievable. Leaning like hands on the wall, watching a game was spectacular.
4: Spectacular. Growing up at um, Jack Murphy Stadium, we used to sit oh, like three or four rows right behind the Padres dugout first base. You always felt like you were watching the same way the players and the manager were kind of watching from the dugout there, but just a little bit higher. I always liked those seats a lot. You could see really good home runs that went out to left field, like leaving the bat on a pole were just like straight down. You're watching it go that out that way. That was always really cool. Like, I think
3: cool. my favorite spot, if I could pick season tickets, would be like... 20th row, it's probably section like 113, 109, somewhere in there where like, imagine final out of the inning at first base first baseman can turn and just chucks it up over the net. So anywhere in that area seems like a really good spot.
0: Yeah, those are really, really good. My buddy Bogsy's got really good seats. Uh Third base side, but kind of in between home and the dugout. Maybe fourteen rows up, and you're just you're right there. They're just elite, elite, but they're expensive, man. They 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 cost a fortune. And, and listen, that's that's something they're gonna, you know, they're gonna want to fill that ballpark again. I have no doubt that even after all the consternation of the off season, everyone's so mad right now and 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 disappointed. Uh, the place is gonna be packed again next year. I mean, they they have guys that you're gonna, you're gonna want to go see every single night. And if they do reach their potential, you know, um, and and that's that's what it's all about. I, that place was jamming this year.
4: The Odyssey Suite is a cool place to watch a game. Very and uh, usually, uh, you know, our clients get a chance to do it. We get to go a couple of times a year. But uh, Tier Ones, you are going to get the opportunity next season through the Biggest Fan contest. It is returning November thirteenth. That's Monday. Just visit ninety seven three the dot com slash biggest fan. Do it right now. Register your name, and then listen starting Monday at nine fifteen a.m. Also at 11.30 a.m. and 5 p.m. during each fan talk show. If you hear your name called, call us back within 10 minutes and you will qualify for the grand prize. It is a nice, suite, 20 tickets for you, all your friends and family, plus all the fan hosts coming to the game with you as well for a game next season. But you got to register your name at 973 com slash biggest fan to get in starting next week. Very excited about that one. Yeah, up. Don't waste time. Go,
3: let's go to Brian. All right, Will Venable Bear coming on, up bro. when we come back. World lot lot Series champion.
4: We'll ask how many uh, diamonds are going to be in that ring coming up next on 97.3 The Fan. You may not know this about our next guest, but he is actually a former member of the San Diego Padres. Oh,
3: I've heard that Oh, you a did time hear that two. before oh, once yeah. or
4: twice? Uh, he's gone on to some uh, pretty cool things. I just
3: wish we also had Bruce Bochy here. Yeah, in San yeah Diego. that would have
4: been nice. I don't know why they never gave him a shot here in San Diego. But. Uh, uh, he teamed up with Boach. Uh They just won a World Series championship in Texas. And joining us right now here on Ben & Woods on 97.3 The Fan is Associate Manager of the Texas Rangers, Will Venable. Will, it is great to hear you back here in San Diego, at least on the radio. Thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, you I mean, the intro was really lackluster. It's World Series champion, Will Venable, I got there. Uh, I got at there. this <laughs> point. Will, congratulations <laughs> on all your success with the Texas Rangers. It was... It was pretty amazing what you guys were able to accomplish, especially Will on the road <laughs> in the postseason. How, how is it? Just one of those weird baseball things. Like, there's no explanation for it.
5: Yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, I'm not sure what the explanation is for it. Uh, I will say though that our group uh, has been resilient all year, not really impacted by uh, environment, and and really just kind of focused on the task at hand. So. I think it all just kind of lined up for uh, a pretty special run there on the road and in the postseason.
0: When did you know? You know, you're there spring training. You're you're constantly in meetings. You're looking at the guys that you've got. You're looking at the guys that are coming up. When did you? When did it hit home for you? You went, oh, okay. These guys, like every team says in April and May, oh, no, no, we, we got a run in us. We heard it all year with the Padres. Oh, you haven't seen our run yet. We never went on the run, Will. When you looked at your team and evaluated your team with Bruce Bochy and, and Chris Young, when did it hit you and go, no, these guys are legit. They've got a chance to win the World Series.
5: Yeah, pretty pretty early. Um, you know, you recognize that it's a, a special group. Um you know, just offensively, just just amazing, just kind of every day kind of throwing it out there and putting together good at-bats and scoring a bunch of runs. Um, and then our pitching staff was amazing. Our defense was great. And probably, you know, about a third of the way through the season, uh, I think Boach made a comment about, you know, like, wow, like, look, we could win a World Series with this group, um, which was kind of sobering. You know, I mean, obviously a guy who's been there and seen it and sees see what it takes uh, has that belief in our group. Um, I think we just started kind of rolling after that, and you know had our ups and downs during the season. Sure. But I think kind of the whole way we we thought this was going to be a special group.
4: You know, obviously different teams, and I, I won't ask you about the Padres, but they had a season where it felt like they could never totally get it going. You mentioned overcoming the hardships, obviously losing Jacob DeGrom early to injury. You guys, you know, the offense was killing it. But later in the season, that, that those last couple of months when things started, you know, the team started scuffling a little bit, you fell out of first place, you had to sneak into the playoffs there at the end. How did Boach, how did you guys kind of keep it together? Keep that confidence going because it seemed like it, it was a team that would have been ripe for losing a lot of confidence there at the end.
5: Yeah, I think that you, you just understand that this is what all great teams go through, you know? I mean, and that's what it's about, it's about over, overcoming these uh obstacles and uh when things are tough to figure out a way to to bounce back and get better and so i think you know starting with with Boach and cy's leadership um it was it was kind of like hey like these are learning experiences these are these are times where we are going to be tested and we can come out of it better on the other side um and every team that is great has these and and so these are our opportunity to uh to use these times to get better
0: Talking to uh, Will Venable here on Ben and Woods this morning. Now you, you know, this is how it goes in baseball, and and you've been interviewed before, or at least asked to interview, and you you politely declined uh, an opportunity or two. I think this offseason already. Um, for you, what is so important about staying in Texas? Is it is it learning at the hand of Bruce Bochy, and then potentially maybe taking over that job when when he retires?
5: Yeah, well, you know, it's really not about the role. You know, uh, I think at this point, you know, after doing some interviews um, and, and really learning, you know, having them as learning experiences, um, you know, for me, you know, the most important thing is finding an organization with uh, the people, with a group of players, uh, and the opportunity to just grow, learn and grow, regardless of what my role is. Um, and that's what I found in Texas. And, and so, as much as I'm flattered and appreciate, uh, you know, the opportunity to talk to other clubs. Um, you know this is this is the best place for me to grow, and regardless of what role I have.
4: You mentioned the the amazing road run in the playoffs, eleven and zero, probably a record that will never be matched in baseball. Kind of goes against what you think you know about the postseason and home field advantage. I did you see this? Well, I, I haven't brought it up on the show. So the Rangers beat the Rays, the Orioles, the Astros. And then the Diamondbacks, and if you take the first letter of those four team nicknames, it's R O A D. Road, road, road all the way through. What was it about the road games, and and just kind of that was created in October, Will, with the Rangers team?
5: Yeah, I don't know, just just uh, something special, you know, like you said, and that's uh, it's crazy to uh, that it spells out road, and um, <laughs> yeah, just one of those one of those baseball things. Uh, but I just think like our group, just the way that they respond to. To different things and, and having their back up against the wall and and just fighting and, and staying focused um you know it just had all the ingredients to turn into something special
0: you know and it's interesting talking to will venable here on ben and woods this morning um san diego padres went out they spent a lot of money in the off season highest payroll they've ever had we in the media the fans excited you know excited when when opening day comes around um expectations were were through the roof they fell short texas rangers it they also spent a lot of money as well, and and when you get down to it, you win a World Series. Everybody looks like a genius, right? A- at the end of the day, this is a league that's going to look at what you guys did and say, well, they, they did it the right way, and it could have gone horribly wrong. We've seen it go horribly wrong before. Who do you give the credit to for it not going horribly wrong?
5: Uh, well... Certainly our players, you know, I mean, they're the ones going out there every day and and fighting and and putting on the line and and grinding and performing. Um, I think, though, that, like, the vision starts with with CY and Ray Davis and and just, um, you know, their willingness to uh, invest in the team, to get the right people together. Uh, And ultimately, like, the entire group, um, you know, just has really high expectations, uh, which are great, but uh, they don't mean a lot without holding each other accountable to those things. Uh and that's what I think like everyone in our organization deserves credit for. We just did a great job of of setting the bar really high and then holding each other accountable to to those standards.
4: Of course you need those star players to come through and they did, you know, like a Corey Seeger, the the high played players, but there were also a lot of young guys who contributed at the same time at a high level. Is there a trick? to kind of working the, the veteran high-paid players and then the kind of rookies who are making the minimum into a kind of a unit that gels together without any, you know, jealousy or clicks kind of forming inside a clubhouse?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, part of Boach's, uh brilliance is that he creates an environment where everyone can feel like them, they're themselves and, um, you know, helps players connect with each other uh, certainly our veteran players are amazing teammates and, and did a great job of making sure that all of our young guys were cared for and um had what they needed, uh, you know, were supported, but also challenged in the right way. So, um, yeah, I mean, starting with Boach, uh, I think that there's some nuance there, uh, but certainly our veteran players did a great job too.
0: And, well, I got to tell you, you know, it was nice to watch the postseason and be at, and actually be able to cheer for Corey Seeger, uh, now. I've always admired him as a, a ball player. I couldn't, couldn't really root for him when he was on the Dodgers. Watching him play was, it was a revelation. And I, I knew he was great. He's my fantasy shortstop. So I know he's really, really good. Um, Tell us something that we don't know about Corey Seager because you listen to him in the post game interview. Look, he's crash Davis. I mean, he's hey, you know, good lord <laughs> willing things will work out. I mean, it's it's as, as as you know, cut and dry cliche as it gets, but tell us something maybe we don't know about Corey the work he puts in, the person he is.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a lot of what you see and, and what you get from from the the little snippets in the media, but I mean, the guy really is a machine, you know, just to to think about uh the kind of hitter he is knowing that teams don't want to pitch to him uh, but being ready for that one pitch and and driving it uh just amazing and i think it it really is um kind of who he is uh his work ethic Uh the guy is just does not need to be bothered with anything that doesn't uh involve winning Um and that's you know with his own preparation from his teammates you know he really sets the tone for our group and then goes out and backs it up with his performance so Um, I don't think that there's anything uh, secret to to his (laughs) formula. Uh, It's just focus on the things that I know help me win uh, and go out and dominate those.
4: How's uh, Adolis Garcia doing? It was uh, such a bummer that he didn't get to be on the field for those last couple of games. But, I mean, is everyone just in awe of what he did in October? I mean, it was absolutely incredible to watch. Yeah, it
5: was incredible. Uh, I think, you know, kind of... For me, as a newcomer to the organization this year, kind of the um, uh, the word on Doley was that you know he was going to ha- you know have his best performance in the biggest moments, uh, and we saw that throughout the year uh, when we needed when we needed him the most, he really stepped up. And on the biggest stage, this guy is just a, a superstar. Uh, and and then to follow it up with what he did in the postseason, I mean, this guy is an absolute stud and and just a, a fun guy to watch and a great human being too, which makes it all uh, all the all the better. Talking to Will Venable here on Ben &
0: Woods this morning. I know it was awesome beating the Diamondbacks in the World Series. I know that. It was amazing. That's the top of the mountain. But beating the Astros, you can be honest now, how satisfying was that one?
5: Oh, it was good, you know. Um, I I think that uh, it it was awesome, obviously, like the history uh, between the organizations, kind of some of the stuff that we had going this year, it, it definitely felt good, but you know, to be honest, it really was about us and, and not the Astros. It was about us winning a World Series and um, you know, they were you know, one of the teams in our way of doing that, so that felt great, but um, you know, there wasn't anything extra beyond um just being able to have an opportunity to win the World Series, which again was, was our number one goal. I mean I don't I'm not gonna believe you on that.
0: I'm not I can't in good conscience, Will. I
5: can't. I, I know you're supposed to
4: say that I can't, I can't believe it. I mean, we're coming from a place that, you know, we beat the Dodgers last year. That was it, our World Series. It was yeah. the most incredible thing for all of us, Will. You know, I mean, you've been on both sides of it, but you remember what it's like with the Padres and the Dodgers and that moment. You must have seen it from afar, and I hope smiled a little bit when that happened.
5: Yeah, of course. I mean, but again, it, we really were, like, excited that we were going to the World sure, Series. Yeah. And it, like I said, it, it, it's about us, man, and... Um, you know, maybe a little different for players because they're out there grinding and you know in the in the middle of these little scuffles. But uh, you know, for us, we were just super proud of our group and, and the opportunity to, to play for a World Series.
0: Last one for me. Well, just wanted to ask you. I mean, you saw so many, <laughs> you saw guys come up. You know, Evan Carter's of the world, right? And and. You're like, bro, you're 21 years old. Like You don't know that you don't really Where I don't know that you realize the magnitude of the the games you're playing in. Such an impressive guy. A lot of young guys on that team, man. And I wanted to ask you about the lower levels uh, of the Texas Rangers. What are you guys doing different? They made a big deal uh, about how you guys prepared for the Astros, some different methods you employed. Man, there's so much to this game. You can get all the information in the world. At the end of the day, it comes down to be ready for your pitch. Don't miss it. Hit it hard. Do damage with it. You guys actually had your players very prepared. wanted to ask you about the lower levels of the organization and then at the big league level, how you guys had that edge uh, and, and knew to do that and when to employ things like that.
5: Yeah, I think it's, um, like you said, organizationally wide. We just have a really good program. And, um, you know, on the hitting side, for example, it starts with Donnie Eckert, who's our offensive coordinator and bench coach. But um, also, you know, his fingerprints are all over the minor league program, and, and he runs really the the whole offensive side of the organization. Um, and you see these guys that come up and, um, you know, speak the same language that um, Donnie is speaking in the meetings. You know, they understand the terminology. Uh, there's an openness to, to coaching, but at the same time, you know, a stubbornness to what, the, what it is that they do well and a self-belief. Um, So I think you just see that in different phases of our organization and different components of of everyone's game. And ultimately these guys that are able to harness that information and apply it the best um, and and have the maturity to do so uh, you're seeing come up at, at a young age and have success in the big leagues. So, um, yeah, just uh, just good kids, good people, um, getting some good coaching.
4: Well, well, I really appreciate it. I have a feeling that when we talk to you in the future, it'll be as a, as a major league skipper here for at sure. some point. But for now, enjoy that World Series title, and uh, now I get to work on the hardest thing: uh, winning another one. Yeah, next, no doubt. Next How do we get year, back. Good, good luck with that. Thank you, Will.
5: Yeah. Thanks, guys.
4: Will Venable, associate manager for the world champion Texas Rangers, uh, react to what we just heard uh, coming up here after Check of Traffic on 97.3, the fan. Yeah, I can totally envision him as a manager now. Um, Yeah, he didn't reveal too much, said the the right things, gave just enough, Uh, was a solid interview for an associate manager. He's not going to create any headlines with the Astros or any, you know, spicy comments. He tried to goad him into a little bit there at the end, but handled that uh, quite well, quite professionally.
0: Well, at the end of the day, I'm very impressed by somebody that I think maybe knows that they're not quite ready for that that gig yet, and there's still a lot to learn. And he's, again, learning at the uh, the hands of... He's only 41. 41 years old, man. I mean, and I think there's a lot of guys that would say, yeah, Red Sox want me, I'm in. I'm in. I'm I'll figure it out as I go. I'm one of those guys. <laughs> I, would, I I don't think I would be able to sit by and go. I have the chance to be a big league manager, uh, but I know that I have a lot more to learn. I'll learn it on the fly as I go. I really feel like that's the kind of personality I have to be able to have the the I guess wherewithal to to say mm, I'm not not quite there, but yeah. Talk to me in a couple of years. There's gonna be there's gonna be positions for Will Venable open, and uh, man, I just am very impressed by
4: that guy. It uh you know he talked about how you know the struggles cr- when they did struggle it kind of created that obstacle to overcome that every team needs to kind of have in their path didn't really totally answer how it's done though maybe that's the secret sauce because the Padres had plenty of o- obstacles in their way this yeah. year and you really did feel throughout the season like they're going to be better because of this i had many times a thought during the season all right yeah these struggles Sucks, you know, that they're, you know, around 500 and it's not going well. And they're losing all these close games, but I have a feeling that, you know, in the end, it's going to come back and they're going to be better for it later in the season. I, and I, I never had it last season. I never felt
0: it. I felt it the season before. I argued day and night to be patient and I believed in them. I never felt it last season, not one time, which made the season. So utterly unenjoyable, uh, to cover, to watch, to, to let it, it, it consume me. I never felt it last year. Everybody talked about turning the corner. I never saw it, man. I never did. And so I, I, I definitely felt it the year before. I, there was something about that team in particular that made me go, no, man, there, this, there's better baseball ahead. And there was. There was. Last year, I never had it. I never had it. I was excited for about two weeks.
3: Couldn't win three games. And I, that
0: was it. it was like two weeks of excitement. And I went, ooh, God, now I'm starting to get a little nervous. I, I argued a little bit online early and then went, yeah, maybe they're right. Maybe this team is doomed. And I just never had that. I was never willing to place you know, a bet on it last season, that I, I guarantee you they're going to make the the playoffs this year. I never felt
4: it. Well, obviously, you know, the Rangers never had that feeling in 2022 when they went 68-94 and 94 and they fired Chris Woodward and just never were able to get it going. You know, with some of the same players, they didn't have the young guys hadn't stepped up to contribute yet, and that was a big difference. I don't know that the Padres will have that this year. They're, they're young guys who are coming up, don't feel like they're ready to jump in like uh, Jonah Haim or some of the other players that they have, Evan Carter. Maybe late in the season you might see a, a Jackson Merrill or a Graham Pauly or someone come up and be that Evan Carter type, and that would be fantastic if they can play well enough early in the season to allow those guys to develop and come up. But, uh, yeah, the Texas Rangers didn't have it in 2022. They certainly had it here in 2023. It, it, yeah, and you made the point to
0: Will. You know, they were, they were was they're down and out, you know, down and out. And you actually thought, oh, boy, like, they're going to blow a tremendous, tremendous No one lead. would have been
4: surprised if they got swept by the Rays. No. Two quick games and done no. after the way they finished the season yeah. would have been pretty much oh, yeah, kind of what I thought. The way they were playing down the stretch. Two games, they're done. They lose to the Rays. They're out. I liked, that, I liked what you said about Corey Seager. Don't bother him
0: with anything that's not about winning. <laughs> that's what I love. Don't bother him with anything that's not about winning a baseball game. And I thought to myself, wow. That's, that's, that's the, the mark of a true leader, a true you know, champion
4: now. We just have to convince uh, Padres players that appearing on Ben and Woods is part of winning. That's exactly right. Because we, we would like to bother them to join us on our show a few times. All right. So that was a quick three hours. That was a fun interview as well. Uh, we'll come back. we got a Rindle report. Woodsy's going to take us down a, uh, a rabbit hole rabbit on hole. a Wednesday involving cannibalism. It's all coming up in our final hour of Bennett Woods next on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.